Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Jason Aponte, we're going to talk about a playoff game today, and I'm I'm very heckin' excited. I'm so excited I didn't even come up with a creative open to this episode. This is the Spin Right Option Podcast. I'm Andrew Pasquini with Jason Aponte, and as we said at the top, we're going to talk about a playoff game today. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, absolutely. A playoff game on Nickelodeon also. That's the important. That's something I've been I've been trying to will to happen all season and I'm happy it's happening. I think we really need to talk about the importance of making sure to vote Jimmy Garoppolo for MVP. That is the the thing I need um to continue the legacy of elite quarterbacks winning it. I mean, when when you can be mentioned with a name like Mitch Trubisky, I think that's a list you want to be on. Mitchell, sir. Mitchell, sorry, my bad. Mitchell Trubisky, uh Bears legend. I saw I saw a headline, I saw an article that came out opening about the Bears about how uh people need to apologize to Mitch Trubisky for uh seeing what Nagy did to Fields. But hey, that's we're not here to talk about the Bears. We're here talking about the San Francisco 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. And um it's pretty cool, Jason. You know, I'm a little younger than you. That's okay. We we we've known that. That's okay. Um a bit this younger. is the this is the first time I am getting to experience a Niners Cowboy playoff game. It hasn't happened since '95. I was th- two two years old when that happened, so I don't remember it. So I'm very excited about my first real taste of Niners Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately, the, you know, you stated it in a way where you were being nice, but yes, I am older and I do remember this uh, very very clearly. Hence, the reason that I'm wearing the Deion Sanders jersey from the year that the the last time the 49ers actually won a Super Bowl, which was uh, January of 95. But it's good that the newer 49er fans are getting exposed to this now, right? Like, and they're starting to get their feel for it. Many people dislike the Cowboys just being because of, you know, worldwide, you know, how people feel about them. Like, as a Yankee fan, I understand yes, you- that everyone wants to see the Yankees. Same deal with the Cowboys. But as of right now, you guys have never really had the whole, well, us or them, they're going to make the playoffs, we're going to make the playoffs type deal. And now, I mean, the Super Bowl. So now it's uh, front and center. And the NFL couldn't be happier either. I mean, um, the 1995 um, NFC Championship game is still the fifth highest watched NFC Championship game in NFL history. And that is um, is insane when you consider HD TVs, how many more TVs, how yeah. many way, different ways that people watch. Um, so, yeah, the NFL got exactly what they wanted. And uh, this week has been a little bit, a little bit tough for me. Trying to trying to be objective, trying to be level-headed, but just wanted to talk trash. The entire time. Just be those the feelings that are brought back uh, up because I remember, it, I remember it fondly. Yeah, my my knowledge of the Niners Cowboy rivalry is pretty much uh thank you, Jay Spencer. We appreciate you stopping by. Um, is what my dad told me, right? Like I, I know the stories, I know all that. Like I, I mean that I we said it last year with the the you know the cowboy game because we didn't get to preview a cowboy game last year, a little different. I think Mullins was starting and Bethard ended up coming in. Um 
this is my first real experience of what it is. And, and I mean, you see the title of this podcast, it's a sprint right option podcast. That's obviously for those of you who don't know, you know, and if you don't know, that's okay. Uh, the sprint right option is the play the Niners called 40 years ago this week to beat the Cowboys and, and start the dynasty that was the eighties Niners. And, and so, so to me, when I think Niners Cowboys, I do think of, Kind of what what started the, the 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 catch game is why you have a Deion Sanders Niners jersey right like that dynasty that that dynasty was set up by the catch because they beat the Cowboys they, like if the catch happens against the Saints or any other team in the eighties whatever you want to say I just picked the Saints I know the Saints sucked back then it, it, it to me it's just another play in in playoff history that kind of gets lost in the shuffle of it all. Um, but this was an upstart Niners team who hadn't really been there against America's team. Uh, and what, what's the famous co- quote? Uh, Too Tall Jones went up to Joe Montana and said, congratulations, you beat America's team. And Joe Montana responded with, uh, marketing pros back. Hi, marketing pros. Hey, buddy. Uh, and, we we hey, missed buddy. you. What hap- what, what Where were you Monday? Yeah, what hey, happened, good luck, bro. Good luck against the Cardinals, though. I I, I do wish that. Um, but but oh, and then Joe Montana responding with, uh, you know, you'll get to watch the Super Bowl with the rest of America, and I think this is a good place to start. Uh, I think this is actually a really good question, Neil. Thank you for the donation. What's good, um, hold y'all? On. Debo, yes. Debo made all pro, also marketing pro. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to keep stacking else, let's do it. Um, but, um. um Neil's got the question to start with scale of one to 10. I'll start with you, Jason, because I think this rivalry does. Because li- to me, the Niners Seahawks are probably what the Niners Cowboys are to you. Um, what? How nervous are you this week? Right now, zero, because the game isn't until Sunday. But Sunday, my my nerves are going to go through the roof because it's a playoff game. No matter who it's against, it's a playoff game. But yes. there is something to the idea that the season can't end against the Dallas Cowboys. So, Marketing Pro. We love you. Kyle Shanahan is Sean McVay's dad. Your stadium was filled with 49ers fans. Matthew Stafford's wife was crying all over her podcast about, they had to use a silent count. That's not fair. Dude, uh, this, are, are, are we adver- I, Sprint Red Option Podcast now advertising Marketing Pro's YouTube channel. We love him. We love Marketing Pro. We love Don Burr. Legends. Uh, Marketing Pro's new. We can't call him a legend yet. Um, for me... Yeah, I'm probably about the same, Jason. I'm at zero right now. Uh, the joke I've made all week is the reason I'm watching the the game on Nickelodeon is no matter what, it's a win-win, right? I get to have fun if the Niners are winning, but if I lose, I get the slime cannons and have fun with it. Uh, but yeah, I think on Sunday that nervous rating is going to be at about a 15. Like the, You don't want the season to end, obviously, but you, you really – don't want it to end against the Dallas Cowboys. No, anybody but them. Anybody, literally them. anybody. Uh, literally. But I, I'm super excited that that yeah, as you said, this is the this is the new version of this rivalry. This is the first time that people from my generation are getting to see this rivalry happen in the playoffs, and not only happen on the playoffs, but happen on Nickelodeon, which is just so weird to me. Like last year, it was kind of a throwaway game. It was the Saints and Bears. Everybody knew the Saints were going to go in and beat the Bears. Because I, I think when the Niners, the, the game got first announced, I think the thought in our group chat was this is perfect for the Monday night game. This is this is the perfect place for the Monday night game. Nope, the NFL just said, nah, this is the Nickelodeon CBS game, and you're going to love it. And here we are. So um, 
do we want to uh, dive into the the actual preview or do we do I, I can talk Niners Cowboys historical facts all day. No, I mean, it's been talked about all week. Terrell almost yeah. dancing on the star. You know, uh, the the Dallas Cowboys tweeting, don't let them come into your stadium like that. And, uh, man, um, it's weird because my father, who gave me the game of the 49ers, right, he fell off on football. And he texted me after the 49ers came back against the Rams. Last shot at Marketing Pro, sorry. Um, he said, man, Niners Dallas. He was like, let's go, man. Like, like, you're my father, let's go. And I would love to, I would love to watch the, uh, I would love to watch it with him. But unfortunately I'm just watching the game alone for myself silently. And then afterwards we'll have to do the post game, but this is special and it's fun. been having a lot of fun on Twitter with people. And you think about, the the game that Colin Kaepernick started in 2014, and yeah. it was all red, and that was like the last time the rivalry had a game there that had juice because we don't count last year's game. It was so bad. Um, and remember, like the last play of the game was that that hail mary to Kendrick Bourne. So yep. uh, it, it's been a long time for for this rivalry, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about because now the Younger Cowboys players, and obviously the younger 49ers players, they don't really remember. Like Kyle Shanahan talked about it because he was around the team at the, that time. Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for that team. Uh, but he, uh, you know, Michael Parsons is talking now, and now it's yeah. starting to juice up a little bit. So they're starting to get the significance of it. And for the NFL to put in that 430 Sunday slot and have Nance and Romo do it, as you know, they 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 this is the game. Like, this is the real highlight mm-hmm. circle game. You know, Monday Night Football will be – Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy and Godspeed because we have to watch that game and listen to those guys. But uh, who is the Monday night game? Uh, Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it's clear that the NFL wanted this game for the prime slot of four thirty with Nance with Romo, and uh, I can't wait, man. This is this is we can get into the preview, but the nostalgia is taking over this week, and it's so yeah. fun to have this back. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely exciting. Um, I think I saw that. What was the number? Seventeen percent of the tickets sold on whatever website was from the Bay Area. That number doesn't even account the 49er fans that exist in the Dallas area. We know one that's going to the game. Um, I this feels like it could be a home game on the road. It's 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 gonna be fun, man. I'm so excited for my first real taste of Niners Cowboys in the postseason. Um, and I, I think that I poor segue. I think the Niners are too, Jason. And and we're here to talk about the Niners Cowboys, the six versus the three seed game in the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys, twelve and five, uh, high powered offense. Defense is, is is solid to say the least. Um, I don't know, Jason. To 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 me, I guess we'll start. I think the easy place to start, the lazy place to start is the quarterback position because obviously there's two different types of quarterbacks going at each other. Dak Prescott against Jimmy Garoppolo. Will Garoppolo be 100%? Will he not be? Things like that. How is he going to play? Um, so what do you expect out of Garoppolo? What do you expect out of Prescott? I think that's a place to start. It all depends on what happens up front. You know, what the Cowboys offer up front is going to be, you know. Um, we'll bet on that because – we can pull up what your prediction was for the other game as well, too, buddy. It's been a rough week for you, man. 
Um, but the thing is, is right, Michael Parsons lines up on the right side exclusively yeah. of the offense, left side of the defense. So Tom Compton, you're up, buddy. This is it. Trent Williams is back. So Gregory, Lawrence, you're getting thrown in jail. But the Michael Parsons thing, that's the part that you got to be worried about because Tom Compton's been great. No, not disputing that. This is just if it's challenge. So mm-hmm. it's going to be all about how the 49ers control the clock, run the ball, which they can against the 18th ranked defense. But this really boils down to something else that a lot of people, well, I'm not saying that nobody's talking about. It. I think a lot of people are. Um, Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn. That's what is Dan Quinn? That's where I Dan was Quinn? getting to. Yeah. 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 So what does Dan Quinn know about Kyle Shanahan? What does Kyle Shanahan know about Dan Quinn? You know, you point to 2019, the last time that they faced off, you know, Julio Jones was there and the team and, and went down to the, the wire and our good buddy, Rich Madrid posted a bunch of clips where, you know, it's, it's on his timeline of cutups of the Falcons stacking the box, the 49ers still running the ball the way that they can because stack box don't stack boxes don't matter if they are executing properly with their angles, cutback lanes. If you're over pursuing, that's why those tosses are happening. If you notice, if you notice what really unlocked the game against the Rams was they started tossing them, tossing the, the, they started calling toss plays on runs that were inside. So the idea is when you toss it, it looks like outside zone, but it's really an inside zone. So it's just giving you another look to key in on. And that's what they started gashing the Rams with over and over and over. So the, the problem is, is that when you start to do that and you start to show the outside zone, now guys are over pursuing and now you have the cutback lean. Now, if you don't pursue hard enough, then they can go outside with it. So it's, it's just small little things that Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan have been cooking up and those clips from the Falcons game have most of it having very good runs and 49ers are still going to be able to do whatever they want to do. The 40, the 49ers can still impose their will offensively. The Cowboys lend themselves a little bit more to Rams style, which is don't they'll get pushed around a little bit and they can get pushed around. So the 49ers, it really just boils down to what's going to happen with the quarterbacks in terms of what happens with the run game. And if the 49ers are able to contain Dallas's run game, then I know this isn't something that sounds smart, like put it all on Dak Prescott. But if you turn them one-dimensional, then you've got a better shot. So uh, I think the the Cowboys have lost the last five times that they haven't had 100 yards rushing. And the 49ers haven't allowed 100 yards rushing in the last six games. So something's got to give here. So it all boils down to complementary football and how, and how those guys are going to play and game flow. So if the 49ers are able to run the ball and Jimmy Garoppolo is just asked to, you know, Third and seven, third and six, make throws, or or third and three, third and four, make throws and, and get first downs. It'll be fine. I think that the recipe for success is forty runs, not forty pass attempts. But that's not rocket science, and that's not something that you guys didn't already know. So, it's a very good stat, Jason. I, I didn't even know that the under a hundred rushing yards thing. And you're absolutely right. The Cowboys finished one and five this season when they rushed for less than a hundred yards. Uh, the win coming against the Vikings in week. Uh, eight, they lost to the Buccaneers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Cardinals when they lo- rushed for less than 100 yards. Uh, that's a good stat. But it, it, I think on the other side of it, too, you mentioned the Niners' run game. Um, I think the very important thing with it is it keeps the Cowboys off the field if they're running the ball well. Uh, and 
you know, the Cowboys offense, it's very good. It has all the weapons in the world. They have three separate receivers with 100 targets, three separate receivers with 65-plus catches, three receivers with 800-plus yards. I mean, that's that's insane. And, and one of them's a tight end, Don, Don, Dalton Schultz. I'm calling him a receiver here because that's what he's doing. If, if the Niners can keep the ball in the offense's hands, obvious this is obvious stuff, the, the Cowboys offense won't be on the field and it won't give them those chances to get those big plays. And, and this is such an interesting matchup. Just looking at the secondaries, right? The Cowboys offense really, it, it's really good at big plays. You know, they have a lot of big play weapons. They're going to get those big plays and the Niners cornerbacks, you know, we're probably going in with Emmanuel Mosley and Ambry Thomas again. Mosley's been good. Thomas has been better every week since, you know, the middle of the season. That safety position, and it feels so good to know Jaquaski Tart's likely playing, at least judging by his tweet. I haven't seen an injury report today yet, so if that's changed, let me know. Um, but the Niners' safety's abilities to prevent the big plays, I think that's going to be humongous for this defense. And and the matchup you mentioned, the one that a lot of people are talking about, but one that I don't think is, is one of those like everybody's talking about, is Dan Quinn versus Kyle Shanahan. What's Shanahan going to be able to do? The Niners definitely struggled against – I mean, that was the worst loss of the 2019 season, right? That that Falcons game, pretty let down, very big loss. I Well, it, didn't, it ended up being not a big loss. It could have But been it was off loose. of the Saints game. But it was off of the Saints game. So it, it definitely a let down loss. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what Shanahan has in store for Dan Quinn because like, th- those are things they're aware of, right? He knows Dan Quinn knows him. Dan Quinn knows Kyle Shanahan knows him. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Shanahan does. Another thing that I've seen a lot of people talk about, but just something I think is interesting to talk about because we kind of talked about it with the Rams last week. Uh, the Cowboys haven't beaten anybody this season. Uh, you look at their wins, okay? They got the Chargers, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Giants, the Patriots. So two playoff teams. The Eagles are a playoff team, seven seed they're in. Uh, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Saints, the Washington football team, the Giants, the Washington football team, and then the Eagles again. So three of their 12 wins have come against playoff teams. Um, a lot of their losses have been against good teams. Look at their losses. There, there's four playoff teams in these losses. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how much that actually means because everything is, as Jason Aponte says, a week-to-week thing. Um, so it's... I, I, I'm excited to see what this game is going to be and see kind of the game within the game with the coaching staffs and all that stuff. Uh, I see Bowser saying, clean your room. I'm in the middle of a move right now, so that's why it's so messy. So just ignore all that. That's not there uh, for, for those of you wondering. Uh, but yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting chess match game to see what the Cowboys come out with, what the Niners come out with, and then how they adjust from there. I think this is going to be a really interesting game for that because this this – I, I could see this like it, it's such a weird game because I could see this being a blowout either way, but I could see this being a close game either way. Like this is such an interesting game to me. Dallas Cowboys six and zero against the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys six and five against everybody else. They played many opponents that the 49ers have. Both beat the Vikings. Both beat the Falcons. Lost to the Raiders. Lost to the Chiefs. They've beaten two playoff teams, but a lot of their record is because they were gifted three wins against a horrible division. The New York Giants are terrible. The Philadelphia Eagles, the 49ers beat them with one of their worst offensive outputs as well in week two. The Washington football team was more concerned with being physical with each other than they were with the Cowboys. 
on the sideline. They had guys punching their own players on the yeah. on the sideline. So six of your wins, you took care of business. Good for you. But when the tough gets going, right? That's the thing is you don't always want to point to, well, they haven't really beaten anybody, but they really haven't. The yeah. Chargers were, uh, you know, that's a fine win. They have a winning record, but just look at how they didn't make the playoffs. That was so chargery. It, it, it's it's just who they are. Um, losing to the Raiders at home, the Denver Broncos at home. Shout out to Vic Fangio because he may have left some breadcrumbs on how to confuse Dan, um, Dak Prescott a little bit. Um, but that's the thing is, you know, NFC West has three teams with 10 division, 10 wins and in the playoffs. So, um, um, let me just pull this up real quick. Uh, wasn't everybody predicting watch the football team to beat us when they were six and six, nobody would have brain would have, or should have. Um, and so, and I, I, I see K high in there. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I'm assuming you're a Cowboy fan. He made he made the point up top. Hey, the, didn't the 49ers lose to the Seahawks? Right? Yeah, the Niners have their fair share of bad losses too. I, I, well, I that was in 2019. Uh, well, I mean, is he referring to 2019 or is he referring? No, to the he because when well? we were talking about the Falcons, he said, "Oh, damn, y'all lost to the Falcons." No, the 49ers smoked the Falcons' boots. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, this year the Niners beat the Falcons, but and even Dan this Quinn year, wasn't the coach. Dan Quinn wasn't the coach. We were talking about when Dan Quinn was there in 2019. Yes, they 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 beat the Falcons this year, but but to his point on the Niners lost to the Seahawks both games this year. Niners have their fair share of bad losses. I I, I totally understand that. Donver, how you doing? Good to see him in the playoffs. Um, and, and I get that, but the Niners have also had. I mean, they have two wins against the 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 Rams. You know, they've had these tough wins, and yeah, they've had bad losses. It's something that affects both teams. Like this isn't just a Cowboys specific thing. The Niners have also had bad losses. So like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, K high, a double O one, but Niners have their fair share of losses too. I, I totally get that. Bad but, losses too. The yeah. And, but Hey, this is a Niners podcast. We spend things positively for the Niners. So, so I, I totally understand what you're saying. K high. Definitely appreciate that point. Uh, but Hey, we we got to spend it positively for the Niners. Right. Yeah. You know, another thing too is, Right now, you know, because there's a lot of talk about everybody's already making all their picks. It's Friday. Everybody has the news cycle has gone through tomorrow. There really won't be much. Um, oh, it's Kai. OK, um, Kai, you know, the, you. The, the news cycle. Oh, man. Are we bringing this up on here, bro? Um, oh, man. All right. I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But let me get to my thought real quick. So we'll, we'll, news, we'll get through the whole preview and then, right, and then right. we'll touch on that. The, the news cycle kind of went through you know, already. So everybody's making their picks and look, there's plenty of people that are saying the Dallas Cowboys are going to win. The 49ers can't keep up with their offense. There's plenty of people that are saying the 49ers are a physical style that the Cowboys don't have. So, you know, there's different ways to look at it, but the positive way to look at it for the 49ers is this is the healthiest that they've been all season on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. They should be starting every single player this month, this week on defense and on offense. And that's, Incredible. Aziz Alshair, Tart, Ward, Mosley, Thomas, um, you know, defensive line attack, Trent Williams back. 49ers beat Trent, uh, the Rams without Trent Williams. Another shot at marketing pro, my bad. Um, and and that's the thing is now they're rounding into shape. When you're able to run the ball, that's the type of stuff that travels. Doesn't matter, you know, opponents and things like that. When you're able to control the clock, control tempo, that's when you start to put teams in a bad spot. So 
right now, 49er fans should be excited at the fact that this team is as healthy as it's been all year, realistically, on both sides of the ball. And that, and they're playing their best football. So that's why there's a lot of people, a lot of chatter around this being the team that you don't want to play. Ask Michael Irvin. He, every radio hit he's done, mm-hmm. that man is shook. And he said, anybody but the 49ers, please, anybody but them. So um, it's just it's just a good spot to be in for the 49ers. And the, those teams that get healthy at the right time, playing their best football, those end up being the teams that make longer runs. But one game at a time, right in here in this one, the 49ers just have a good way to control the game, control tempo, and impose their will. And if they're able to play their style of football without turning the ball over, they're very hard to beat with any team. And I, that sounds cliche and stupid because that's just – that's what everybody should be saying. Like, don't turn the ball over, you know. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. so true with this Niners team. Like, I yeah. I, I kind of like – I hate – because because I do I do I've done a couple radio hits talking about the Niners this season, and I sound so dumb and basic when it's talking about the Niners. Well, it's really going to come down to the Niners running the ball well and not turning the ball over, and it's just like it it, it sounds so generic, but it, it's kind of what the Niners have been. Um, you know, the the run game is is so important to them because it, it makes the game a little easier for Garoppolo, which is kind of the goal of this, because if the game's easier for Garoppolo, he's not turning the ball over, and if the Niners aren't turning the ball like the big thing is, like, I, 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 I need to go back and look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, because we talk about quarterback wins and all that fun stuff. I'm genuinely curious to see what his record is in games where he turns, and I'm sure this is something I can find real easily, games he turns the ball over and games he doesn't, because it really feels like, like, it felt, I think, a large part of why when the Niners were down 17-0 in the first half last week, a large part of why that game kind of felt over, you know, I'm not going to use that word, is because it came off of two Jimmy, or Jimmy Garoppolo had a couple turnovers. And, and it didn't feel good. And, and I think that's what kind of made this win so much more impressive is when, when he's turning the ball over, it kind of feels like the Niners aren't working. But when he doesn't, Niners feel unbeatable almost. So so it, it's kind of an interesting, interesting game. Because, like, if you look at it on paper, if you just look at these two teams' rosters, you would probably say the Cowboys are better, right? Because the Cowboys have big names. It's close, but I think when it comes down to it, you look at the quarterback and you see who it is versus who it is, you're probably leaning the Cowboys, let's be honest. Um, well, only because of quarterback, right? Like the most important because position. Of, yes, it is the most important position, but I think these two rosters are, are – close but i think what reason i would take the cowboys roster is because of you get back and not garoppolo um but then you take into the account kind of what the niners are and what the cowboys are and kind of where they've been this season as you said half of the cowboys wins have come against the washington football team the new york giants and the philadelphia eagles if the cowboys took care of the business in the nfc east they're making the playoffs the niners I'm not saying the Cowboys didn't earn it because the Cowboys absolutely earned it. Every team in the playoffs earned it, but it kind of feels like the Niners earned this. They play in a tougher division. They've they've had some tough matchups. Uh, you know, there's a few games that could have gone either way, win and loss. So it, it I, I've said it about 14 times. This is the, what, what's your word that you key on that you say now? Um, for me, it's interesting. This game is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and uh, Styles make fights and. That's going to be the chess match, right? And I think it, it comes down to, yeah, the you know, the roster has bigger names. One roster is a little bit deeper when you look at all positions. And coaching, like, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the game that Mike McCarthy finally makes a mistake that costs his team really big because he's been trying to do it for like six weeks this season mm-hmm. where he's been trying to put the Cowboys in a bad spot. And he'll do it this time. And 49er fans, we know Mike McCarthy very well as a Packers head coach. And they've beaten him yep. and teams led by him. So we're going to find out about coaching. Right now, Kyle Shanahan's in his own. Mm-hmm. Even when they were down 17 nothing, he found ways to get them back in the game by running the ball. And in an 88-yard, 88-yard, got to have it, you know he's throwing it. Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked by Debo Samuel. And Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing darts past Jalen Ramsey. They folded because he, you know, three runs. Oh, our defense got it. Coward. <laughs> um, but in terms of coaching, that's what it is, right? Like Kyle Shanahan was able to keep his team in in the game, and he never he never got away from the from the um the run game. And again, physical overtime, all the like went over the game. If you continue to be physical, it's hard to keep that you know going, right? And teams that aren't built like that will eventually succumb to that. So uh, I feel like the defenses they kind of lend themselves to both style. They're a little bit more finesse. They have edge rushers. Again, the Rams have big names, and the Dallas Cowboys have big names. But that, mm-hmm. like, what's it called? Stars and scrubs type thing. It's like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to pick on those other guys. Like, they, he, there's no way you're going into this game like, we're throwing at Trevon Diggs. There's no way in this game we're like, yo, we're going to drop back 40 times and let Michael Parsons and, and, and Tom Compton go at it. Yeah. So it's about neutralizing those guys. And how do you do that? And Kyle Shanahan's a master at that. I, I like official BNA Music 88's comment. McCarthy is the Cowboys' Jimmy Garoppolo. One of them will decide the game. I haven't thought about that, but I think that's a very interesting point, actually, um, because I think that's the coaching matchup. I think a lot of people have been it, – it's it's been so obviously out there that people are missing it because they want to talk about the Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan thing. Both, you know, both were with the Falcons in the Super Bowl, things like that. But when it comes down to it, the head coach matchup, I think that is the biggest mismatch on the field. And not on the field, I guess that's technically not on the field, but you know what I mean? In this game, you know, Mika Parsons versus uh, Tom Compton feels like a big mismatch. Um, But I think if if you have faith in one head coach, and if you had to pick one of these head coaches to win a playoff game for you, you're taking Kyle Shanahan 10 out of 10 times Uh, his ability to adapt his ability, not only his ability to adapt, but his ability to not change and keep his, his head because like the Niners are down 17 to three going into the half last week. And Shanahan never wavered from what he was trying to do. His offense came out patient. He, he knew where he was. And, and, and I know people don't like Kyle for, for his lack of change, his, his the way he runs things, but I think that's one of his strong suits is he's never, he never panics. He never panics. He doesn't care what the score is. So I, I really do think I like that comparison of Mike McCarthy is the Cowboys Jimmy Garoppolo. If he messes up, it's, it's going to be tough on them. And I think it's more likely that Mike McCarthy makes a game-changing mistake than Jimmy Garoppolo does. And, and and that's no shade on on McCarthy. That's just what it is. Like, yes, Garoppolo makes bad throws. Yes, he turns it over. But he also has games where he doesn't turn the ball over. And if, if, if Garoppolo does that, the pressure is going to be on McCarthy. And, and 
go out there and be perfect and, and make sure his weapons work. Because if the Niners, let's say the Niners jump out to a 13, nothing lead, 14, nothing lead pressure is going to be on McCarthy to make things happen. And is he going to be able to do it? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to say there's that word. I get interesting thing. Well, Kellen Moore is the one who calls the plays, but McCarthy's time management and his decision making, right? right? Like his decision making is what we're talking about is going to catch up to him. Like not going for it on fourth or going for it when he shouldn't go for it or not calling the correct timeout, something is going to happen. And that's just not even me like trying to be overly optimistic or trying to be on the side of, you know, the 49ers. But, you know, McCarthy's done that. That's what he does. You know, he largely skated by on the fact that Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback and he said he and he only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and yeah. uh you know the difference is is that you see what happens with LaFleur LaFleur has got three straight years of 13 wins that's not a that's not a coincidence that's not a coincidence mm-hmm. so Mike McCarthy he comes over to Dallas he uh he gets the job he tells them I signed up for PFF Elite I'm ready to be you know I'm ready to do analytics and they were like oh man Jerry was He's blown different. away when he Jerry was blown away when he found out that he had that PFF elite uh, subscription. Honestly, Jerry Jones probably didn't know what PFF was before he said that. He Googled, he's like, wow, this is a lot of numbers. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm ready to embrace analytics. I spent the day scrolling through PFF and I signed up for PFF elite. And Jerry Jones was like, hire this man. (laughs) I'm just joking. Uh, But, but uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Actual football analysis. So something that I saw the, the Denver Broncos do, um Vic Fangio big fan of his over here obviously the not the head he coach running anymore. over there yeah what the hell is he running so um but so what they did uh was run a lot of um stuff with robbers meaning you know safeties safety show too high one safety drops in as the robber and then they go single high to confuse and then but they ran it out of their dime personnel because they have a great secondary right so they ran man match that's not something the 49ers are can do, but they can do it out of out of zone. And they did it on the first third down of the game against the Rams, where Tart moved, it, it showed the two, Tart moved, and what happens is Greenlaw was playing the um inside slot. He carries it to Tart. And if the route continues that way, then Tart takes it, and now Greenlaw is in the middle, and it's a way to confuse. So it gave them fits. Obviously, they have a great pass rush as well, too. But those are some of the things that D'Amico Ryans is going to have to slide in there and mix in at the right times, dial up the pressure at the right time, confuse with the coverages, show the robber, not show it. it it's going to be really good for him because he's – I mean, it's going to be really tough for him because he has to figure out the perfect balance. And I think that earlier in the game um, against the Rams, he was trying to figure it out. And when he did figure it out, calling up timely uh, blitzes, you know, making sure that the right coverages were there – confusing Matthew Stafford, making him throw, uh, you know, interceptions, you know, like where he sees it, he thinks he sees it and, you know, mostly intercepted it, but Tart would have had it as well too. So there's just, there's a lot of things that go into how to slow a team down and it is a copycat league. So for a lot of the things that you see, people are going back. I'm, I'm sure this coaching staff went back and they watched not just that Denver game, many games that the, the Cowboys have played and they're going to pick and choose some of the things and the situations that some of these things work. So it's really going to be up to D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan to neutralize, you know, matchups by being smart and trying to uh, dial out the, the correct plays at the right time. I'm getting super excited for this game right now. I I, I really am. Uh, the comments are so fun. Seeing people go back and forth. Like we got, we got an argument about the Niners Cowboys. We got Rams fans, you know, and Alliance fans. Hey, this is, this is fun. This is very exciting. Um, and, he, and I'm, 
I'm curious to see what D'Amico Ryans does. I, I think that's going to be the fun. Cause I, and I don't listen. I don't know if there's numbers out there, um, but it, it definitely feels like D'Amico Ryans changes the looks up more than Robert Sala did. Uh, I don't know if I can prove that. That's just a feel thing. So don't go telling people that D'Amico Ryans changes things up more than Sala. But the Niners defense feels like it's it's different this year. And so I'm, I'm definitely very interested to see how the Niners defense is going to adjust against this high power Cow- Cowboys offense. Um, because you, you saw. Cap. Cap. I, hi. I, Cap. I picked, I, I picked the Rams. Hi. Cap. I, I am I am a Ponte. Cap. I picked the I picked the Rams on every I picked the Rams. I picked the Niners on every single podcast, bro. And I told you that the Rams were soft and would fold. Stop playing. I I I picked the Rams though. Thank you. Um and I was wrong. Cap. I was very wrong. Stop capping. There's plenty Neil. of things that I get wrong. You could you could point out anything that you want, but I ain't get that wrong. What's up, Neil? Neil, experience will be key as well. Yeah, I mean there's uh <sighs> This is gonna be a fun game. This this yeah. I, I'm excited, Jason. I know you're excited. I know a lot of people are excited. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? We can get into the predictions now. Where where do you want to go from here? No, just uh, I love the trash talk. I love it. Like I said, I try to I try to be you know level headed, all that stuff. And unfortunately, I can't do it this week. I can't. You know, it, it's great. Yeah. Um, but Dick Tracy, just shut up already, bro. You're just making a fool of yourself. Yeah, like that's it, man. Like just, just be quiet, dude. Like, (laughs) like, oh my god, bro. You just like you're embarrassing yourself. First, I picked the Rams. Now this and this. Be quiet, bro. Uh, Um, but yeah, let's go to predictions. Let's go to predictions. Uh, I'm not not picking the Niners this week. I can't. Um, Yeah, how can you? I'll kick your ass out. I'll be off this. This will be the sprint right after podcast with Jason Aponte. If if I am, if I pick, I'm going to go Niners. You know, I think this is going to be a shootout. I I, I think something about this game, it feels like it's going to be a shootout. The Niners are going to have to go blow for blow with this offense. Hopefully the defense can can contain them here and there. But I, I do think this is a big game for both offenses. I am going to go 33, 30, 49ers. All right, we're good, bro. <laughs> hey, man, it was Grant's birthday yesterday, man. Damn. Happy birthday, um, 33 39ers. Yeah, yeah, I got it uh 31 24 um but Niners. But uh yeah, you know, the defense will play well enough, but they're gonna need a little bit more from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not gonna be just run, run, run. You can't do it like that. Like I don't think you're gonna be able to get away with that this week. So it's the playoffs, it's time to make some big boy throws. I think someone um else pointed out here. Um, I think it was the Cowboys fan. He's not, Jimmy's not going to get you know away with eight passes in this game. And yeah, I uh, that's true. I agree. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. He's definitely hey, going to have to throw the ball. Hey, the Howard eleven. Don't go at Don Burr like that, please. I see you. Don Burr is at is in every Niner show. LMAO. He's obsessed. He's also a Sprint Right Option podcast legend, and right. he's invited here whenever he wants. Um, yeah, no this this is this is. Um, this is not going to be a game where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw the ball eight times. This is going to be nah. a game where I think, I think they're going to need to expect more out of him. Obviously, that I, we're we're picking a game that I, I feel like that eight pass game sticks the Niners fans' heads too much. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, I think that was that was the exception to the rule. I don't think that is the rule. So I, I'm I'm super excited. I like I've said it a lot. This game is going to be fun. I'm excited. Hopefully, the Niners come out on top. Uh, Nick, I wish it was that simple. If the Niners can beat the Rams, they can beat the Cowboys. 
I, I wish it was that simple. I, I really do. Um, but God, I, it's cool that, that I'm finally getting to experience, uh, Jason's going back to this. We're, we're going to, yeah. we'll touch on this real quick. Yeah. So, all right, real quick. Um, you know, and we'll keep it light or whatever, because it was pretty funny. So, um, the, the comment here says, um, and I, I'm going to butcher the name, um, Shachi 79, um, going to bully the Cowboys like Cody Thompson was bullied, um, LMAO. So, um, it was two nights ago, right? I think, or it was, yeah, it was two nights ago. Tuesday. 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 Yeah. So Tuesday, our group chat lights up with a tweet from DJ Reed and you know, 49ers legend, DJ Reed. And DJ Reed has a hype video, which starts with Grant asking our our buddy, Leo Luna. Our friend Leo. Our friend Leo. And he says, are the 49ers going to miss DJ Reed? And like, and it's an old clip from like two years ago when, when DJ yeah. Reed was cut. And he's like, no. He's like, they're definitely not. And he was like, and if they want to line him up at nickel, good for the 49ers offense. And like, basically, DJ Reed was trying to dunk on, you know, the homie, right? You know, which is cool, right? Like, think about this. I've always wanted to be a part of one of those videos. Right. Like, Me I too. said something dumb and like, they, they mentioned it. I want it. Right. So look, he, we all took it as like laughing, right? Like, we all hit up Leo and we was like, damn, you're getting cooked, my boy. Like, you're getting cooked. <laughs> but, all right. So, you know, it's cool, right? Because NFL players, need to have some sort of motivation at times, right? And that's the thing, right? Like, you should pick it from, draw it from everywhere. And when somebody says something bad about you, yeah, man, throw it back in their face. I'm, I, I definitely am the proponent of dunking on people, for sure. I love that. And he took it, and he posted it, and it was cool. I thought Leo I thought Leo reacted very well to it. Yeah. You know, Leo even went and said, hey, you got me. Great for you. Happy for you, but bro. Like, you know, cool. All right. So this person that we're talking about here, Cody Thompson, he retweets it, quote retweets it, and he says that cornball doesn't know shit. And see, here's the thing. Yeah, we can curse on this podcast. Here's the thing. Um, you were quoting. You were quoting. It's okay. Right. And here's the thing. What Leo said was not personal in any way, right? Like he wasn't personal with DJ Reed. So he decided to get personal with Leo, and Leo wasn't even talking about him. So I see that he's wearing a helmet. I have to Google this man. I Google him. I find out this man has zero career catches in the NFL. So I quote tweet him and I said, bro, this tweet got more likes than you catches in your career. And the tweets went from open comments to he took the comments away. Then he deleted it. Like, yeah. bro, stop. You don't get to talk like that. You did like, you don't get to speak like that. Right. At like, least stand by it. And, and keep it football and keep it football, yeah. bro. Like say, look, my, like he could have just said my boy like that. Cool. Nobody would have said anything about it. Also, Quandre Diggs and all of the other ones, they didn't say I'm not going to dunk on them because they're actual NFL players who play in games and contribute. So he didn't like that. He deleted it. Everybody started going to him. So that's the story with that or whatever. But yeah, um, I wasn't going to let him talk to my dog like that or whatever. And it was pretty easy to, to push him around because it is true. Like when you when you Google him, he looks like one of those creative players like from Madden. Like when you just like do the default player, he's just like that face. I was just like, oh, and he's never caught a pass. So I'm just like, bro, relax. And then somebody was like, it's weird that you're calling out somebody who plays in the league and you cover. I never wanted to play in the NFL. So cool flex. I don't really give it. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Like, you know, the point still stands. Be quiet. Watch your mouth and don't don't make it personal. Keep it football because if we keep it football like I did, you're gonna get embarrassed. You have zero catches. So what do you do? Like so, that's where it went from with, with that. So 
Uh, Jaguar, we see your donation. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna get uh, more important for us to run 30 times or pressure Dak with three to five sacks. Niners 28-27. Woo on the Green Bay. I uh, don't, don't even have to play Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I think those would be equally as important. Um, I think five's a little high, but I, th- I, I mean, to, to me, it's not necessarily. I'm, I'm more of a pressures guy than a sacks guy. Uh, if you can keep the quarterback uncomfortable, I don't think it matters how many times you actually get to him. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think those are equally important. I think those are both. And hey, it's not even guaranteed the Niners have to go to Green Bay. If the Eagles uh, beat the whoever they're playing, I, I, I've been so focused on the Niners. I, I, I don't even know. The, the Eagles so are playing. How it goes, so how it goes is this. No, because the Packers are on a bye, right? They play the lowest remaining seed. Which, if I go by what I think is going to happen, I think the Bucks take care of the Eagles. I think that game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I'm actually going to take the the Eagles spread because I think it's like 12, and I don't even think it's going it, to that's be an, like, that's an insane number. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. But then, the, you know, and if the 49ers beat the Cowboys, then they are the lowest available seed, so they would go to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But if the 49ers win and the Eagles win, the Eagles go to play the the Packers and then the 49ers would move on to play the whoever wins the uh Rams Seahawks game I believe so uh, uh Rams Seahawks I'm sorry Rams Cardinals so uh yeah that's that's how it works but if you know I I like the Eagles I think they've had a cool year you know like especially how things started and first year coach made the playoffs but uh I'm not betting against Brady so yeah I, I think that would be the best outcome because I think I think the most important thing the Green Bay Packers can do year in and year out is get home field advantage throughout. Um, if the Niners can, I mean, obviously it's out of the Niners control. It all comes down to what, you know, the Eagles do against the Buccaneers. Um, but if, if you could avoid going to Green Bay in January for as long as you can, that's probably the best thing for your team. Uh, and, and that's just what it is. The Packers are good. And when they go to Lambeau Field and Green Bay, I mean, it's going to be cold. You know it's going to be cold. Uh, so, yeah, I think the best thing for the Niners this weekend, obviously, is to win. But I think the second best thing would be for an Eagles win. Because then maybe the Niners get to go to Los Angeles and, you know, have another home game in the playoffs. I think that'd be cool. But, all right, one more thing, because we see people in the comments, and we, we'll end the show on this. All Pro List came out today. Shout out to Trent Williams. Shout out oh, to yes. Debo Samuel. Shout out. Max Crosby made it over Nick Bosa. What the hell is happening? The hell's going on out there? What the hell are they watching, man? Um, Nick Bosa, more sacks, more pressures, more double teams. I don't get it. I don't get it. Debo, it's stupid. Debo got the recognition. Oh yeah, but Debo I was so happy it. about that. Debo like deserves that. it. He's like I'm hope I'm I'm curious to see how the MVP vote falls out. Um I saw somebody tweet that like Rodgers won 55 to 22 or something some random numbers like that over Brady, so Rodgers is probably going to win MVP. I'm curious to see if anybody shifts their votes to Debo for MVP. I just that's all we want on the Sprint Red Off podcast is one, one first place vote for Debo Samuel for MVP. One. So if you are a beat writer who wants to be loved by the Sprint Red Option podcast for the rest of your life, Debo Samuel, first place vote. That's all we need. We will shower you with love. And look, to be fair, Matt Crosby had a hell of a year. He had a great year. But come on, man. You, like, He's good. Just, He's very good. Yeah. 
but Nick Bosa is just getting double teamed every single game, dude. Like double and triple team. Like there's like a there's like a what is it? There's a there's a screenshot of like a play where there's like three guys just all around Bosa. Like they're all standing around him, and it's just gravity. Crazy, yeah, Stephen Curry fans are used to seeing that type of gravity. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we did have to touch on that because that is awful. But hopefully, Nick Bosa takes that personally and he takes it out on the on Dak Prescott this week. So, yeah, I'm. I'm... <laughs> I don't know if I've said this before, Jason, but I'm very excited for this game, and I think it's going to be fun. Uh, watch the Nickelodeon broadcast if you guys want, because I think that's the most fun way to watch it. I will be watching it on Nickelodeon. I'm very excited for the Nickelodeon broadcast. Remember to vote Jimmy G for MVP, the most important award there is in football history. Uh, Tom Brady hasn't won an MVP. Aaron Rodgers hasn't. Jimmy Garoppolo has the chance to be in a conversation they aren't in. Um any final thoughts before we get out of here, Jason? Nah, enjoy the week, guys. Uh, 49ers Cowboys is back. Um, relax a little bit. The game's not till Sunday. I understand nerves uh, and anxiety, you know, over the week. It's almost like, what do they call it? Sunday scaries before Monday and you got to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess tomorrow's going to be Saturday scaries because the game is Sunday. But enjoy your football tomorrow. And then Sunday is on. And uh, we'll catch you guys back here for the post game. Hopefully celebrating what we predicted, a 49ers win, and uh, talking about who the 49ers will be playing next week. So um, enjoy the week. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the trash talk. This is fun as hell. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm missing this a lot. I'm missing the barbershop talk. I, I love it so much. It's so great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 49ers Cowboys is back, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm very excited as well. Hopefully we're talking about a win next time we talk. Um, because if they don't win, there's we got to figure out things to talk about. But hey, that's not going to happen. They're going to win on Sunday. The Niners always win. They never lose. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. And, Let's go Niners. And the Rams got work. Marketing Pro. Right. And the Rams lost. But hey, please, please keep watching Marketing Pro. We like yeah, you. Please. Like, yeah, we thanks. like everybody else. We love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Mwah.